This program contains explicit content and subject matter which may be unsuitable for some listeners. Discretion is advised. Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. I'm Carol. And I'm David. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the sexy lifestyle's all about. David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We love talking about sex and sexuality and sexual pleasure and hope our discussions will open up your dialogue about great sex because great sex matters and you deserve it. We all want to be loved and we all want to be good lovers, but how do we get there? If you're looking for ways to experience passionate intimacy that keeps on getting better and better, then stay tuned. On today's show, Be a Better Lover, we have an amazing guest who's going to blow your mind with great advice about how to be a better lover. Grab your pen and paper and get ready to take notes. But before we get into our show, we want, just want to do a shout out to Kitty from WeVibe who has provided us with this week's contest prize. Pivot by WeVibe provides both comfort and stability, allowing for a variety of positions during sex. Get into the ring and discover a whole new world of intimate pleasure. The Pivot is a high-quality cock ring that provides clitoral stimulation during sex and enhances pleasure for both partners. I guess we mentioned Kitty. We should also shout out Stephanie as well. They were at the Hi, show. Steph. Hi, Hi, guys. Kitty. And everybody else at WeVibe. So, the lucky winner of the Pivot is Stephanie Werbin. Congratulations, Steph, and enjoy the toy. This is A Sexy Lifestyle, and we are Carol and David. And we're excited to introduce today's guest, Susan Bratton, trusted hot sex advisor to millions. Susan's considered the dear Abby of hot sex to fans around the world. Susan's fresh approach to sex techniques and bedroom communication skills help millions of people transform sex into passion. Yeah, Susan, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for your time, and welcome to The Sexy Lifestyle. Yay! Happy to be on The Sexy Lifestyle. Thank you so much for finding me, uh, and I'm delighted to get to know the two of you and the great work you're doing in the world. Thank you so much. Now, everybody wants to be a better lover, and your success on this topic is proof of that. So, like, let's just <laughs> dive right into it. What's the difference between um, how a woman should make love to a man versus how a man should make love to a woman? Well, okay. Uh, I start with the fundamentals here, and um, I want to preface what I say by by letting you know that I think that everyone has a full breadth of gender potential and that a man can feel more in his feminine some days and a woman can feel in her more masculine some days and the better you get at sex often the more you have a wider range of gender expression you know you might start out being someone who uh, a woman who's very feminine and likes a lot of surrender and wants to be led and wants to be calmed and wants to get done to her and then as she gets more and more sexually confident and over comes her own performance anxieties around her orgasmic ability and what have you, as she just gets comfortable and more skilled, she may want to be the top. She may want to be the aggressor. She may want to throw him down on the bed and have her way with him. So, uh, and also when I say him and her, what I'm really talking about is the masculine and the feminine, and I don't care what your equipment is. Uh, I really support gender fluidity. So with that caveat, I'm going to say a lot of things that are the main man, the woman, because there are fundamental differences between us and they start with our sex hormones. Our system is driven by our sex hormones. You'd be amazed at how much of our everyday behavior is driven by estrogen versus testosterone. And so when I talk about a man being testosterone-driven, a woman being estrogen-driven, it really does create a lot of our sexual behavior. And so how a woman should make love to a man is that she should understand that he's direct, he's goal-oriented. You would want to pretty much just touch his dick right away because he wants to know his dick's going to get played with. He likes sloppy, wet kisses. He loves affection. He loves approval. He loves when he gets incredible feedback because 
his biological wiring is to give her incredible pleasure because he wants frequency. That's what testosterone likes. It wants regular sex. Touch my dick, touch my dick, touch my dick, touch my dick again. That's what the man likes. I'm there. We live that life. That's all good. (laughs) Makes sense so far, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where a woman, she doesn't want you to go right for her genitals or touch her nipples right away unless she's already really comfortable with you and super turned on and ready to get fucked right now. For the most part, women need a longer, slower arousal. And what I've noticed with a lot of women is they don't give themselves the time. I'm not blaming this on the guy or their partner in general. What I'm saying is that a woman needs to allow herself to relax before she can get aroused. She's got to get into her body. She's got to be aware of her sensation. She likes touch from the outside in, starting with her extremities, her stroking her hair, rubbing her feet, stroking her back, stroking her thighs, stroking her face, before you put anything inside her any place. That's because a woman also likes being estrogen-driven, a lot of variety. She wants a lot of full-body touch, and she needs a slow warm-up and a lot of engorgement. And I know we're going to talk about engorgement a little bit later because it's one of my favorite subjects. I really like to talk about a woman having enough engorgement so that her whole clitoral structure gets erect, gets a hard-on, like a man's does. And uh, when a woman doesn't give herself enough time and enough stimulation to get that hard-on, she's leaving her orgasmic potential on the table. Absolutely. I also think men leave their orgasmic potential on the table thinking that their ejaculation and their orgasm are connected when they're actually two entirely different systems and a man can become multi-orgasmic and have full body energy orgasms, many, many of them, before he decides to ejaculate. But that's something that still is very far out of the realm of most people's even awareness today. So then the difference that we see mostly is the direct approach for a man because he wants it right away and the more indirect approach for the woman. Well said. Okay, beautiful. Now, one of the things that you did make a note about is that there is the most common fatal mistake that a man can make that maybe doesn't allow him or her to enjoy their sex. What could that be? I'd say, well, what women want most are a man who's well-groomed, that's tops on her list. And so making sure there's not some like long stray pube dangling from the base of the shaft of his oh, cock when God. she goes down on him so that it keeps like hitting her lip repeatedly, you know, like yeah. manscaping, fingernails, teeth flossed and brushed, you know, all that stuff. That could be the fatal mistake, but the real fatal mistake, that, which is what women want because they, they require more emotionally connected sex generally than men do, though I don't like to say that men don't want emotional connection. They do. But for a woman, what she really needs is his presence. She doesn't want him thinking about what he's doing to her. She doesn't want to be done. She wants to be connected with. She wants him right there in the moment, playing off of him, uh, connected to him at a limbic and an emotional level. So presence, I think, is the number one in men's quest to give her incredible pleasure so that he gets more frequency. If he does a good job, he'll get more sex. So he he wants frequent sex. And so to do that, he wants to do a really good job. So he gets caught up in the doing of the good job rather than the connecting with her and playing off of her. And so I think that's where some men go wrong. It's kind of one directional, like I'm just going to do you instead of I'm going to show my pleasure. I'm going to show the effect you're having on me as well. And that connection is what is created when he does just that. Yeah. And also, you mentioned that she needs to feel safe and loved, and that's something that he definitely can take care of during the lovemaking process. I know more than just fucking her, but also loving her. Definitely. Um, For many women, security is their number one need section. The context, the where they're making love, are the sheets scratchy? Is the light making her cellulite look bad? Uh, Is she cold or too hot? Uh, Is is there that dangly pube that's driving her crazy? You know, like 
all that stuff. Women are very sensitive to the context, the environment. You know, did we have our safe sex talk? Am I going to get pregnant? How's my pussy feel today? You know, all that stuff is very, very important for her. And so when you're making love to a woman, if you can make sure that you meet as many of the conditions that are required for her sexual surrender, she'll come better and harder for you and for herself. A big part of that safety is just understanding what her desires and her boundaries are in that given lovemaking session, that sex date. Because, again, women, we are changeable. We're, are, we ebb and flow where men are more steady state. And so some days we want to be held and loved first and coaxed into our turn on. And other days we just want to be ravished. And there's everything across the spectrum between those two poles as well. And so it's very important for a woman to feel like you've checked in with her. How are you feeling? What do you, what kind of touch are you looking for? How much time do you have? Are there any, you know, like, Hey, you, you can, you can, you know, have me squirt buckets of female ejaculate all over the bed, but I don't want to get my hair wet. Mm-hmm. You know, like whatever exactly. her thing is, you know? <laughs> and like you said, he can't read her mind. When it perks right up when he hears about female ejaculation. Yeah. I know you love it. <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And let's, let's just talk a second about how important kissing is. Yeah, kissing is incredibly important. There's a couple of things that are really important about that. The first is that it, kissing, when a man kisses a woman, specifically I'm talking about actual mass, male versus female, he's giving her a really nice dose of testosterone and other, other kinds of um, biological beneficial ingredients in his kissing that actually help her get turned on. He also gives a woman an incredible, wonderful load, a cocktail with his ejaculate. So if you're in a fluid bonded relationship where you can actually have a man ejaculate inside you, uh, it's very beneficial for a woman. She, he gets, she gets his testosterone, estrogen, estradiol. She gets serotonin. She gets zinc, which helps with her cognitive function. There's all kinds of wonderful things that you get in the fluid exchange. And so kissing can just be one of those beginnings of the arousal that are really, really... With estrogen, we're all over the map. We're looking at a lot of different things. We've got our eye on a lot of things. We're multitaskers. We're testosterone. He's more straight arrow, you know, one thing at a time kind of thing. And... Um, that generates anxiety in women that doesn't generate it in men. And so getting his testosterone helps calm us down as women, which is why when you see a woman who's kind of like agitated or has jerky actions or she's just looks anxious and or she's bitchy, it's because often she just really needs to get a lot more lovemaking, a lot more, you know, calming of her nervous system from intimate connection. Wow, that's very interesting. That's amazing. Yeah. Helps us women. That's great. So uh, while we're on the subject of coming, what about yeah. after the woman has her orgasm or the guy ejaculates and now you're, you've had that moment, do we just get up and walk away? Well, um, first of all, I, I don't like the idea that there's only one orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> neither, neither does Carol. <laughs> That's a very good start. One orgasm, well, get to work is what I say. <laughs> exactly. Learn some more techniques, because if you're only having one orgasm one way, you can have orgasms tons of ways, so get practicing. Well, everybody's different in, in every moment. I mean, sometimes, you know, you feel like jumping up and you got to go do something, and other times you want to lay there and be held. Uh, for me personally, with the amount of orgasms that I have, it takes me like an hour to come down off all the oxytocin and the prolactin and all the chemicals that are generated from the orgasm. I would say generally, and this is like a funny joke for me, the difference between making love to a man and making love to a woman. With a man, you get up and you make him a sandwich, you know? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Hungry, feed him. Fuck him and then feed him. (laughs) But Carol's learned that also over the years. I mean, before we started fucking and having great sex, you had a hard time having orgasms and now you have multiple orgasms with very little issues. I learned so much about my body in the last few years that it just it's a natural process that it just gets better and better and better 
That's it. It's practice makes perfect. And nobody knows how to do it. I mean, sometimes we have a natural ability. We got lucky, but most people don't. Orgasm is a learned skill, just like so many things. And the more you do, the better you get, the better you get, the more you want, the more you want, the better you do. You know, it's what I call the pleasure spiral. You just, you just, you get a level of mastery, which you can accelerate by having uh, one willing partner or multiple willing partners. The more partners you have, the better you get because every person makes love in a wildly different way. They have a different physiology, a different cultural, you know, experience, etc. And so you're learning from every lover you ever have. And so that also accelerates things as does learning actual techniques, which is where I come in. I'm a trusted hot sex advisor. I teach passionate lovemaking techniques. That's my thing is how do you make sex even hotter? Well, we are swingers, so we get to practice our techniques on lots of different people. So we're getting the variety like you talked about, and we're getting a lot of experience with different lovers, and that's what's helping us learn as much too. Well, and one of the things that I really appreciate about the swinger lifestyle is that there are negotiated agreements, there are safe sex agreements, there are all of the things that are put in as infrastructure that facilitate having multiple partners that I think that a lot of people who are just uh, either serially monogamous or monogamous and cheating or, you know, whatever, having, uh, sleeping around with lots of people and just using a condom, it's not enough. What I really like to do is teach people about what STD tests to get, how to have the safe sex talk, when to have the safe sex talk, those kinds of things that, again, practice makes perfect. The first time you have to tell someone, you know, well, I've got herpes or, you know, whatever it is, it just gets easier and easier and easier the more that you do it, uh, just like sex does. And so I wish that more people in the default world had the skill sets of safe sex, boundary setting, etc. that people who have, a, that live in the lifestyle know how to do because it's inherent to your community. Your, your community could not survive without those rules and boundaries. Absolutely. Right. All right, Susan, just hang on there and thanks so much for all that great advice on how to become a better lover. Um, you know, understanding those differences between men and women's sexual needs. We're going to remind everybody, this is The Sexy Lifestyle and we are Carol and David. And today we're talking with Susan Bratton, the trusted hot sex advisor to millions, and it's time for a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how to get your wife to wear a skimpy string bikini. So stay tuned. are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com and we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. This segment of our show is sponsored by Throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket, which is now available on thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex matters and it can only happen when you're truly relaxed and comfortable. Maximize your orgasms and just let go while the Throws of Passion Pleasure Blanket ensures your sheets stay dry no matter how wet it gets. Right, and the Throws of Passion Pleasure Blanket is made with a revolutionary new Cool Touch Naked Fleece technology which offers enhanced moisture management while providing an ultra-soft playscape. The blanket's big enough to cover a king-size bed, but light enough to fold up for travel, and it's machine washable. To get your own Throws of Passion Pleasure Blanket, go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, Throws of Passion page. For a limited time, you can save $30 by using promo code SEXY69, S-E-X-Y-6-9. Don't miss this great opportunity for a sexy, fun Christmas gift. Now, only $69. This is The Sexy Lifestyle, and we are Carol and David. And today we're talking with Susan Bratton, who is an advocate for every man and woman who desires a passionate relationship. Now we're going to talk about feeling sexy. We are. And, you know, we always say that being sexy is an attitude, not an action. And, you know, we all have different definitions of what it means to be sexy. You know, for us guys, we'd love to see our wives looking hot in a sexy string bikini like you, babe. Yeah, but for us girls, it's not always quite as simple as that. Wearing a string bikini doesn't always make us feel sexy. You know what? Because we have so many hang-ups. Well, these days, I love wearing my string bikinis, whether it's Malibu strings or Wicked Weasel or Exposed Skins bikinis. I have a drawer full of them. But there was a time not long ago when I was 
was too self-conscious of my body image to even wear one. So I think we learned 12 years ago when I went out and bought you one that it's all about how it's presented. That, that's when Susan comes in. Right, she has those, an amazing video. Yeah, and her video is directed at men like us, like me, which guides us how to present the opportunity of wearing that sexy string bikini and maybe some nice high heels to go along with it. Um, the video is called String Bikini Blueprint, how to give her the string bikini. And the video will definitely increase your odds of getting positive response from your partner. So Susan, tell us, why did you create this video blueprint? Yeah, isn't that so funny? I give away a free string bikini. <laughs> yeah. It was really my husband, Tim. I mean, our customer, the, the, it's really the person who wants to learn sex techniques, which is our business is teaching sex techniques through videos, audios, and eBooks. The guy who, it's mostly men. Women are still fairly passive in bed, although younger women more and more are interested in sex techniques. And we have one of our programs called the Steamy Sex Ed Video Collection. It's for men and women. It shows uh, 200 Tantra and Kama Sutra style conscious, awakened lovemaking techniques. And so women like that. But generally, men, because they need that frequency and because women are the deciders, it's the onus is on them to have a lot of skill, to be able to give a woman incredible pleasure. He's driven to do that. So he wants to know how to. And not all men, very few actually, but some are these what we call sexual seekers. And they know that if they learn some new technique, they will increase their woman's pleasure and therefore get more and frequent sex. And so we were trying to think about the kind of guy that would want to see his woman in a string bikini, that would turn him on. David, you said, you know, and don't forget the sexy high heels. That's a thing. Men love to look at women's bodies. They love to see their woman prancing around the bedroom in a bedroom bikini and something that's just a little couple of little wisps of fabric, maybe do a little photo shoot with her and then just, you know, fuck it off of her. It's really a fun little bedroom game. And women, women want to be adored and found sexually irresistible. That's what we want. We want to be appreciated for our beauty. And we want in some ways to be sexually objectified by our lovers. We want him to want to fuck that string bikini off of us. We want to look hot for him. We want to turn him on. And so we thought, well, this is an easy little thing that we could give a guy that if he gave it to his woman in the right way, depending on her sexual personality type, that, that he could get, that he could bring home a present that could create a sexy, fun bedroom adventure because she gets bored with the same old, same old. For a guy, you know, fucking is great. He has an orgasm and he's done and he's happy. But for so many women, they struggle to have orgasms from intercourse. It's harder for women to do that. When you get her going with fun play and bedroom adventures, it increases the chances of her being able to achieve her orgasms. She needs that warm-up, that fun, that frolic, etc. And so that's why I created the String Bikini Blueprint, or the I give away the, the video, uh, the String Bikini Blueprint video with the String Bikini, which basically teaches guys how to give this bedroom bikini to their woman so she'll put it on based on her personality. And that's why I invented it. <laughs> so then what are those types of personalities? Well, um, one of my mentors is a woman named Dr. Helen Fisher. She's an anthropologist at Rutgers University, and she's really studied the difference between men and women around sex and love. And she's worked a lot with Match.com and other big sets of data to get information about personality types. And she came up with these four different traits of temperament that are actually based on specific genes and hormones and neurotransmitter systems. Because if you look at, you know, 30,000 people like she did, and they, they kind of fall into different groups where they have dominant, different dominant neurotransmitters. Some people are serotonin dominant. Some people are dopamine dominant. The more you learn about sex, the more you realize that our hormones run us. They make us the personality that we are. It's very interesting. So she says there are four types. There's the adventure seekers who like a lot of novelty. They're very flexible and creative. That she calls the explorer. And that's a perfect, like, that's the kind of person who you could say, you know, hey, I put this, I got you a present. I put it in my pants. 
make, uh, I'm going to blindfold you and then you have to find it with your teeth. You know, she'd love yeah. for you to give her the string bikini like that. That sounds fun to her. Like, okay, blindfold me. I'll get it out with my teeth. <laughs> you got me a present and it's in your pants and it's not your dick. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but then there's another kind of a woman who's what Helen calls the builder. And she's orderly, methodical, cautious, conscientious, respectful of authority. She follows the rules. And so she's the kind of woman maybe where you get, you know, one of the things that happens in the string bikini is we also have this string bikini grab bag. You, you can buy one. You can get one for free, but you can get four more if you want to buy them for like 20 bucks or something. And uh, you lay out all the string bikinis on the bed. You put all five of them on the bed with some sexy high heels and you light some candles and you put on some music and you cover her eyes and you lead her into the bedroom. And then you tell her that, you know, you want her to do a fashion show for you. You want her to try them all on and twirl around for you. And then you two will pick the favorite one that you're going to fuck off of her. (laughs) You know, so like that could be really fun. Then there's the more analytical detail-oriented person, maybe a little more introverted. She's probably an accountant. (laughs) She's the director. So she might be someone who, you know, really enjoys dashing bikinis in the suitcase and uh, taking her on a Caribbean cruise and telling her you're going to have hot sex and letting her get built up about it. It could be something where, uh, you know, she can look forward to it and she can think about it and she can plan for it. So that could be really fun for her. And then the fourth kind of lady is more of the extrovert. She's talkative. She's very a good people person. She's very, you know, remembers the emotional temperature of things. That's the negotiator. That woman might like a string bikini party with her girlfriends. Maybe some of her fun girlfriends come over and you put on some throbbing music and you light some candles and then, you know, you throw out all the bikinis and the girls get to decide which ones they want to wear and to show, you know, have a party around it or something like that. She would like doing things in community with other women, possibly. And so it's just really the idea that you have to understand what kind of lady you're with and meet her in her sexual style. And then that really helps open her to her fun and pleasure in the way that she takes her fun and pleasure. Wow, that is such an amazing analysis um, of all the different types of women and what they would do with it. What great advice that is. Now, you picked a string bikini and not maybe a lingerie because it's more standard? Well, it fits most women. It's basically some little triangles and some long strings (laughs) that you can cut off if they're too long. And it'll fit. I I tried on over 50 bikinis. I really wanted one that would fit 99% of women. I tried on lingerie, I tried on bikinis, and I really felt like the string bikini was, it's not for wearing on the beach. If if you go in the water, it's going to float right off you. This is a bedroom bikini. This is just slutty, cute, you know, sexy wear. Fun wear. And that's so much fun. And so um, really I chose it because I love that blue color. I think it's really fun, that kind of like shiny blue. I loved that it could fit almost every woman. I've only ever had one guy email me and he said, my wife, her breasts are something like a 38 or a 42 double F or something like that. Like she had very large breasts. And so I sent him another bikini and I said, okay, just cut the strings off and tie them on and extend it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Well, we we actually have a surprise for our listeners because we actually, you were nice enough to give Carol one of those bikinis and we are going to put some pictures of Carol in it up on our website so everybody can see the beautiful Carol in the bikini and um, oh, yes and I'm thinking some of those pictures will not be Facebook or Instagram compatible <laughs> maybe not exactly but one of the things I that you, you do talk about is how to take that flattering photo which so many women are very hesitant to have a photo taken of them so again they're very conscientious of how they look and they just don't know how to stand properly and you have a great photo which will uh, sorry a great video which will also put up on our website so people can see it and you show that that uh, twist pick technique which is the best way to accentuate those curves and to get the chest up and the chin down but you also talk about other things like like lighting and content why don't you tell us a little bit more well yes of course it can be done with your your phone but the best thing to do is have your lady put on her string bikini 
and then turn to the side. So she, you're actually shooting the, like her left side or her right side, but then she, she twists just the top of herself and turns the, her top. Of, she rotates at the waist and turns, she stays perpendicular to you, and then she turns the trunk of her body at her waist forward to face the camera, lifts her sternum right below her neck, right on the front of her chest. She lifts her sternum. She sucks in her stomach. She tilts her chin down. And you hold the camera up a little bit above her head when you're taking it. You don't, you don't shoot her from at her belly or under her neck or at right at face head on. You shoot slightly higher. And that gives her a thinning effect all the way up and down. So if you don't block the light with your body or yourself, you get her in the light and you have her stand that way. And then you slightly have her arch from the waist forward toward the camera as well. That just creates a beautiful line of her body for the photo. So she'll like those pictures you took of her as much as you do. Yeah, absolutely. And that makes all the difference. And then when you see a beautiful photo that you actually like of yourself, then you don't mind having your photo taken. David's getting so good at taking pics of me. Almost all my pics on Instagram are just David snapping them. And he's actually, or I've found the comfortable spot similar to what you've just said, and he's found the right angle. And the lighting is always, uh, we are always conscious of it. And all the photos that we have on Instagram and all our followers are enjoying them are all just taken by David just snapping them basically the way you've described it, which works very, what, very well. Yeah, I mean, I was a Barbizon model when I was 17 years old. I learned how to pose for the camera. And uh, very few people are ever taught how to do it. Right. And some people like you have naturally found your way to it. But it's so simple once you hear it, which is my favorite kind of thing. My favorite things are teaching people this, what I call the little hinges that swing big doors. Like, oh, like your that. wife hates all the pictures you take of her, learn how to take a good picture. It's not hard. Here's how you do it. Bam! All of a sudden, your phone's full of sexy pictures of your wife because you learned the twist pick technique that I taught you for free. <laughs> and, and the great thing is it does so much for her self-esteem when she actually has those yeah. photos and especially when she's a bit con- conscious or cautious of putting on that string bikini and then she realizes that it actually looks hot. Alright Susan, thanks so much for that great advice on how to give your wife that super sexy string bikini and make her feel hot and sexy and then of course take that great picture that you can look back at. So, this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and Dave. And today we're talking with Susan Bratton, trusted hot sex advisor to millions. It's time for another short break. And when we come back, we're going to get into busting some sexy myths. So please stay tuned. This segment of The Sexy Lifestyle is sponsored by the SDC Erotic Escapade to the island of Crete in Greece, April 28th to May 3rd. And if you've ever been or attended an SDC takeover event, then you know what an amazing job they do creating the ultimate erotic setting. SDC has been hosting swinger travel events since 2006, and they showcase sexy, fun couples from all around the world, offering sensual theme nights, exotic pool parties, sexy playrooms, and so much more. The opportunities are endless. So, absolutely, yes, we are going to Crete. Join us at the crossroads of Africa, Asia, and Europe. This sexy Grecian playground is an all-inclusive five-star resort where you'll experience Greek hospitality at its best. Book this SDC sexcafade by checking out our website, thesexylifestyle.com, for all the details. All right, this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and up next, we're going to bust a couple of sexy myths with Susan, trusted hot sex advisor to millions. are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com and we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. So this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. Each show, we invite our sex experts to bust a few sexy myths to help us filter through some of that misinformation that we find on the internet, especially when it comes to the topic of sex. Susan, are you ready? Yes, I've been enjoying your Instagram page while I've waited for the commercial break. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> okay, do you need a couple of minutes with Do you need a couple soft. of minutes with your vibrator or something? Oh, I'm good, but it's it's so adorable. Thank you're you. just a doll. You are thank, so cute. Thank you so much. So if you're ready to get started with the myth busting, we have the number for the first one right here. There's no such thing as squirt, it's just pee. Well, of course it's 
female ejaculate. It comes from, I think Sherry Winston was just on your show, wasn't yes, she? Yes, she was. She was amazing. Um, gotta, yeah. listen, gotta listen to Sherry. I mean, she really knows the women's anatomy. I've learned so much from Sherry. Um, I, she's one of my mentors as well. And I love how she explains that the water that comes out, the liquid that comes out, comes from your body, through your skin's glands, dribbles through little tunnels into your urethra, into your bladder, out your urethra, comes out the same place as your pee, and uh, it's it's not urine, it is female ejaculate, prosthetic fluid, just like a man pees and ejaculates out of his urethral canal, so do women. We're made the same. We started out with the same equipment in the uterus. It got a little bath of hormones. We all started out as women, and some men got a little bath of hormones, and their clitoris turned into a penis. If men have erectile tissue, then women only have a little button which is the clitoris? Well, uh, I wish you could see what I'm wearing right now. I have this little pin on my shirt, this little pink pin that's a clitoris. And it's the glands, the clit- clitoral head, the shaft, the crora, which are the two legs. Those are, the, those are homologous, which means the same as the corpus cavernosum in a man. That spongy tissue that gives a man's penis an erection. But we have those little legs that go down and they wrap kind of around the vaginal canal and then we also have these little punching bags that drop down underneath the labia majora where the fur is around the opening to your vagina and that whole clitoral structure that whole three-dimensional little butterfly with legs that whole thing is erectile tissue and so stimulating it and giving a woman her own erection I think is is, is the most important important thing you could possibly know about how to make love to a woman. You know, it's the one thing missing. People, men understand they need to play with the clip, but they think it's the, that's just the tip. That's the tip of the iceberg. It's all that, as Sherry calls it, buried treasure up inside that you can get to by massaging, stroking, licking, rubbing, kneading, fingering, everything to get her clit to pop, to give her a clitoral erection so all that tissue feels so good when you play with her. Absolutely. And we like to remind everybody, don't just push the button of the clitoris. You know, it's li- like an elevator. The more you push it, doesn't mean it comes faster. Exactly. So true. And, you know, and you know, we um, have a good friend, Dr. Jessica O'Reilly from Sex with Dr. Jess. And she always, yeah. she, she always talks about that foreplay, that touching, that bring the blood, get the arousal going, get the clit totally engorged. And, you know, don't go right in. Take the time to massage, to bring it down, put some lube, some massage oil, get everything flowing down to that area. And once the clit is in, the clit and everything inside there is engorged, both, both partners are going to have a great sexual time and the woman is going to have a much better orgasm than just sticking your cock in and fucking her. Exactly. I, so I Amen, guess- brother. I guess this one would be a good lead in. That would be a good lead into this next myth that I see here. It's if she's wet, she's ready. Yeah, wetness doesn't have any correlation with arousal. It for men, an erection is tied to arousal. For women, lubrication is not tied to arousal. Lubrication is tied to her cycle and her general health and other other things that are going on in her world. But uh, wet doesn't mean turned on. Dry doesn't mean not turned on so we need to get her turned on before we enter her so make to have the best possible sex experience and use lube and use lube for sure we love lube so here's another one then menopause reduces a woman's hormones and lowers her libido menopause is the decline of estrogen primarily and over time you make less and less estrogen and estrogen is what gives your skin elasticity and tumescence. Um, and so over time, the tissue in your all of your body, your skin starts to wrinkle, uh, your organs age, all of your tissues get thinner, more uh, delicate, and just overall less able to be bouncy and springy. What happens for a lot of women is that inside their vagina, that vaginal mucosa, the skin in their vagina, gets 
thin and sensitive when they have a dip in their estrogen production as they age. And so a woman can do a number of things. One, use lube. Two, have a lot of yoni massages to increase absorption, uh, to increase engorgement and blood blood flow. Easy for me to say. Uh, Getting the blood flowing down there as much as possible helps keep the tissues full of, uh, enervated, full of blood and healthy. But there's a certain point at which it can still be painful for women. And so um, there are other techniques like vaginal rejuvenation, such as the Femi Lift or the Mona Lisa Touch. I've had the Femi Lift. Um, I've video blogged over 22 episodes of getting what I call a vaginal rejuvenation stack, three procedures. One was the Femi Lift, which is a laser that goes up inside you. It's kind of like a dildo that shoots out lasers. (laughs) And it makes little subcutaneous tissue damage and that gets your own growth factors and repair cells into your vaginal tissue so that it actually thickens it again and builds it back up. You can also increase the, uh, you can reduce the laxity of your labial tissue, your labia, actually, they start to drop over time too, because those were, those were your, those are analogous to a man's scrotum. And so, uh, you can use something called Viora, uh, which is, um, all therapy, very common that they, people use it on their, uh, like their double chins and things to tighten it up. It's a skin tightening, tissue tightening technology that gives you, uh, that reduces that laxity of your labia increases sensation. Uh, and then the third thing that I've done recently is called the O-shot or orgasm shot. They take your blood, uh, just a bit of it, out of your arm, run it through a centrifuge, take the platelet-rich plasma, the PRP, out of your own blood. Uh, this is what they do in orthopedics a lot for like shoulder tears, knee tears, things like that. It actually helps your own body use the growth factors in your own blood to regenerate tissues that have be- begun to atrophy. And you can have it injected into your clitoral structure, into the clit head and shaft, into the urethral sponge on the sides of the vaginal tissue. And it helps improve not only your urinary incontinence, but also uh, it tight all these things tighten the vagina, give the clitoris more sensitivity. Uh, they help with all those things that women, many of the things that women struggle with as they go through menopause, which is lack of sensation, uh, difficulty orgasming, tissue, all those kinds of things. Wow. I didn't even know most of that stuff existed. That's very cool. Yeah. We love learning. Yeah, it's amazing wow. what you can do now. Wow. Just like you would go get a fraxel done for your photo damage, yeah. uh, where you got like age spots on your external skin. Right. You can have it's that same. It's a CO two laser. It's not. It's uh, it doesn't make you bleed or do anything like that. But you ha- you do have to abstain from sex for like three or four days afterward. But as you do it, they do it three or four times. They take like every two weeks to to a month. They'll do another pass in your vagina and bring in more. You know, put a little more damage in, then you heal from that, a little more damage, you heal from that. And then over time, it just makes that tissue better. So the original question was, does menopause, you know, basically kill your libido? It doesn't kill your libido at all. It, it can, some women believe it can. There's a lot of, you know, like misguided beliefs that once you've gone through menopause, you don't want sex anymore, but that's just urban legend. M- many, many women find that they feel more desire because they don't have to worry about getting pregnant. They feel more free. They have less can, less worry about looking perfect because they've kind of like, all right, I'm middle aged now. Okay, I can live with that and I can still be sexy in my, at my age and I can just love to have sex if you can overcome some of these problems of the declining estrogen, which you can also use bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. So you can put testosterone and DHEA on your clit as a, as a cream, you can take estrogen, bioidentical estrogen in a cream or a patch. You can balance it with progesterone so you sleep better at night because sleep and sex are the two most important things to make you feel good in your life. 
And uh, if you're not sleeping well, you're not going to want sex either. So it all kind of works together. So between the hormone replacement therapy and some of the like topical rejuvenation technologies that are available today, a woman can really keep their body in great shape, great working order, and have the best sex of their life. Wow. And is that an endocrinologist that you have to see to get all of that? Uh... You can go to a functional medicine doctor for the bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. Um, they tend to be the ones who do the most of that. An endocrinologist is typically still a, he'll give you hormones, but they'll be pharmaceuticals rather than bioidenticals. Okay. So they'll be patented drugs that you buy through a Walgreens or CVS and that's okay, but they're not actually made to mirror your own body's hormones because you can't patent something like that. So um, I prefer to work with functional medicine doctors over endocrinologists specifically because endocrinologists are most often uh, under what I consider to be the, you know, the, um, the trance state of big pharma. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. So listen, we're going to, we have time for one last myth and here it is. Men will never understand women. So there's no point in trying. Oh, <laughs> I think men are amazingly great with women. Men have so much patience to deal with our crazy bullshit. <laughs> um, I think they should get awards and medals and blowjobs daily. Thank that's, you, Susan. That's David. He's like <laughs> nodding his head up and down. If you can only see the smile on his face. Keep going. <laughs> Uh, you know, all you need to do is understand your woman. And one of my, I think one of my most top best-selling little workbooks is called Relationship Magic. And it helps a woman express to a man the things she needs most from him in very concrete ways so he can give her exactly what she needs to meet her relationship needs, to feel the feelings she needs to feel in her relationship with him. And then she can do that exact same exercise with him and give him the things he wants most. And it's usually only three or four things. It doesn't need to be a giant list. But as an example, um, my number one relationship value is security. My husband really does a great job taking care of me. My number two is freedom. He gives me a lot of freedom. At the same time, he is happy to take care of me as his woman. My third is honesty. If he doesn't tell me the 100% truth, I don't feel secure. We like to be really, really honest about everything. And my number four is passion. I wouldn't be in a relationship with someone if I couldn't have those four things. His number one is passion. He wouldn't be in a relationship without that where I have to have security. I'd give up passion to get security. His number two is honesty. His number three is fun and adventure. And his number four is growth. And so uh, when you get up every day and you do what I call the platinum rule instead of the golden rule, the golden rule is treat your partner the way you want to be treated. We were taught that. It's in the Bible. It's very inculcated in our, in our culture. But the thing is, your your man is a totally different person than you. He's not you. And so treating him the way he wants to be treated, which is the platinum rule, treat them the way they want to be treated, not the way you want to be treated. It's just a little bit, one of those little hinges that swings a big door. It's a big mind shift. Like, oh, I just get up every day and do these four things and he'll be happy. Oh, my God, this little checklist will make her happy. I love this. It's a really simple way to get a solid foundation in a relationship. And when you do it after you've been with someone for a while, it explains some quirky behaviors you could never quite figure out because they didn't know how to tell you what they needed until they did this MyRelationshipMagic.com exercise. Well, Susan, that is an absolute great segue into our next segment, which is called Great Sex Matters. So just hang on. We're going to remind everybody that this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. And coming up next, we're going to get a little personal with Susan and hear a little bit about her relationship with her husband, Tim. So coming up next is our Great Sex Matters segment where we get to talk about great sex because... Well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. So this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com and we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. So this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. 
With us today, we have Susan Bratton, trusted hot sex advisor to millions. Susan and her husband, Tim, started their company, Personal Life Media, to help couples become better lovers. You know, that sounds a little bit like us talking about couples, about spicing up their sex life and living happy, healthy, and always horny. And there's lots of reasons why great sex matters. So Susan, what would you say are the top three reasons for people to have great sex? Number one, it makes you feel grounded and connected to another person. So it lowers your overall anxieties. Uh, Great sex gets a lot of hormone activity. So it helps you with circulation. Most people die of heart attacks and strokes. So circulation is huge. And the more that you have orgasms together, the more you you kind of pulse your circulation system. You also get a lot of oxytocin generation. You know, women generate the majority of oxytocin. So we give that to men, just like they give us things like testosterone and zinc for cognitive function and other things like that. So there's a there's a soup of of hormonal tradesies going on between the two sexes when you make love that help you with uh, memory, cognitive function, circulation system. It lowers your risk for cancer, lowers your risk for prostate issues, breast cancer. It also just generally helps you sleep better and uh, lowers your anxiety and makes you feel happier. Net, net, and bonus points, it's great for your skin. So for all of those reasons, uh, regular sex is a very important part of the, the healthy lifestyle of anyone who wants to live a long, happy and healthy life. Wow, that is absolutely perfect. You know, we've been talking a lot about intimacy, passion and desire. Maybe we can just take a little minute to explain the differences between these aspects of a sexual relationship. So I would say intimacy is feeling like you can be yourself, unguarded, vulnerable, someone knows you and sees you as you are. That's a gift that you give your partner. Um, And that's, uh, hey, I know you and I love you. Passion is uh, the feeling of desire is turn on, is arousal, is I'm wanting you. Passion is the thing that you create together, where desire is internally created by yourself. You bring your desire to generate passion together with another person. And passion is when desire and intimacy meet energy and momentum and create satisfaction. Wow. That Yes, absolutely. All right. So we're going to get a little personal now. And um, how about if we get into the journey of, you know, how you decided to become a, a sex expert and help millions to become better lovers? I've been with my husband, Tim, for 26 years. And about 10 years into our marriage, we were raising our daughter. We had dual careers. We were living a go-go lifestyle, but we had come come apart intimately, sexually. And I think a big part of it for me was that I just got bored with sex. Having intercourse without having orgasms really just every, basically every time he penetrated me, it was like driving a nail into the coffin of my dissatisfaction. Wow. He didn't know. He, you know, he was doing the best he could do. He thought he was supposed to fuck me and he wanted to fuck me and he fucked me, but I was just bored by it. I had to use a vibrator to have an orgasm after he fucked me. I felt like a masturbatory sock. So I just pulled away over time. When I pulled away with my physical intimacy of him, he pulled away with his emotional connection to me. We ended up feeling like we lived in a house together as roommates raising a daughter. And it was just shitty for both of us. I was mad at him because he was emotionally checked out. He was mad at me because I was sexually checked out. And we thought about getting a divorce. And then we're like, how stupid is that? Like, we're a great couple. If you look on the surface, we look like the perfect couple, you know? (laughs) But behind closed doors, it was like mercy, sex, and misery, and begging, and just yuck. So we did what any smart, young, ambitious couple would do. We went on Amazon and we bought some books. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yay to Amazon. <laughs> and we started reading some things and then we took some Tony Robbins, you know, date with destiny. And we started learning about, you know, how to be really honest with each other and what we really wanted out of our lives and thinking about it, you know, from a, from a, uh, an, an Uber perspective, like, Hey, what are we doing here? And then we decided to uh, go see a marriage therapist. And she said, well, you know, this is just what happens with sex. You guys just have to, you know, learn how to cope with it. And he's oh like, God. you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <not>. that one. <laughs> uh, and then we went to another therapist therapist and she uh, she uncovered the abuse that I'd had as a child and uh, my stepfather sexually abused me for many years and it turns out that I was dissociating during sex and so she helped me kind of like understand all that and work through that and Tim supported me through it and then uh, we also started doing uh, sex workshops we went to some tantric lovemaking workshops and we went to uh, we learned uh, how to do orgasmic meditation for one taste and we did all these kinds of things and so everything kind of congealed like I got through the abuse I started to see how my sexual abuse was affecting my sex life I started to be able to come better because we started doing expanded orgasm dates these these kind of like two to three time a week yoni massages with this clit massage kind of experience that finally got me engorged I finally started having orgasms from intercourse because I could stay in the game and stay connected to him I was very eye shy I wouldn't look him in the eyes at first and then I learned how to look at him and open my eyes during sex and so I started to come from penetration and then sex started getting good and then we're like wow this was I mean we did a lot of work we did a lot of work we threw thousands of dollars and weekends and weekends at our problem and at the end when we came back together and we started having hot sex and we were just like completely had a renaissance of our relationship we said we have to bring this to other people nobody's teaching these things who the hell is going to go get naked at a workshop nobody you know like it was super edgy and so we wanted to bring passionate lovemaking techniques and bedroom communication skills to, to singles and couples anywhere in the world of any age that were seeking this information because there are just not any places to learn truly passionate lovemaking techniques, awakened sexual pleasure. And that's when we started Personal Lifespeed 11 years ago. And we've helped, you know, got a quarter of a million people by now. We've got millions and millions of people that come on our websites and our Better Lover channel on YouTube and, you know, all these different places. They find us, our string bikini page, you know, and anywhere and everywhere. We just have lots of things out there that people can on-ramp into our world and find out more about how great it is when you learn bedroom communication skills and pleasuring techniques and how it just puts you from swirling down the drain to the putting you on the upward pleasure spiral. So th this all resonates with David and myself because we were both in previous failed marriages and exactly what you describe in your sex life from uh, what you were doing with Tim when you realized that you really needed help is exactly what David and I experienced with our exes. However, we were not smart as you were and we did not get on Amazon and get those help self-help books. Uh, we ended up actually divorcing those spouses that we did have. But when David and I found each other and we started having the amazing sex that we do today, we actually started learning and investigating and doing similar to what you you guys did, doing lots of different activities and learning different ways. We, we learned that what was happening before, we didn't want to happen again to us. Number one, being honest, telling each other everything, exploring and finding out limits and pushing those boundaries. So we did that together. Unfortunately, our, our marriages broke down, but we were certainly happy that we found each other and able to experience amazing, wonderful, passionate sex that we have today and we just kept going forward and forward then we found the swinging lifestyle and you know we've gone all the way up to being you know a full swap couple however you know we always talk about being emotionally monogamous um, however we have lots of fun with other swinger couples which just adds spice to our own sex life so it has and I was curious about that very first program that you developed when you first decided to start your company um, what was that program that you the, that you launched your career with and and was that something that you worked with Tim on or did you do it yourself? And did it make you closer to Tim? The first 
program that we wanted to bring to market was Expand Her Orgasm Tonight, which is a clitoral stroking and yoni massage technique that allows a woman to get a full clitoral erection and begin to become multi-orgasmic. We did it together. We learned how to do it together. And we worked with Dr. Patty Taylor, one of our mentors, to create the program with audios, videos, and ebooks. So any couple anywhere in the world could learn the technique that changed our sex life from one of misery to continually improving pleasure. That's such an amazing story. We love that journey that you've had. But you know, now I think it's time for some real advice. Maybe you could share some of your best tips or tricks, maybe just two that couples can do tonight that would help them become better lovers. Well, the thing that I always recommend to couples is um, people are so busy and not everybody's so gung-ho about their sex life like you are and we are. Um, you know, we're, we're on the far end of the spectrum. Sex is great for us. We've learned it. We love it. We have it. We're doing it. You know, uh, for other people, they don't feel like they got much sex education. They're not really sure that their partner's having as much fun as they could. You know, it's, all, it's a lot more tenuous for most people and a lot more kind of following in the lines, especially for a lot of women who have one way of orgasming. And so that's the kind of sex they always want to have. So they have that orgasm that they have to work pretty hard to get. So one of the things that I recommend to people is to, to first of all, engorgement, just play with her pussy. Just have some dates where it's not about fucking and it's just about how to give her incredible pleasure by touching her genitals in lots and lots of ways. And as you begin to help her become more orgasmic, she wants to naturally play with your dick and give you incredible pleasure too, starting with hand jobs, but also then working up to, you know, blended techniques, hand and mouth. For a lot of couples, they're just not having a lot of like hands-on, he's not looking at her pussy, she's not really touching or playing with his dick very much. They're not getting warmed up. They're just, you know, throwing in some lube and, and not even for very long. Uh, so most of it to me, the advice is around just playing, setting some, some time aside when the door is locked and the room is nice and you've looked forward to this and you've decided that you're going to learn something new together. When you begin as beginners as a couple and you grow together, you know, the couple that plays together stays together. Yep. Uh, if you play in your sex life together, it's just going to get better. But instead of thinking you have to know things, it's much better if you just do them and learn them together. So having regularly scheduled erotic play dates where you just try some new stuff. Hey, let's see, let's see what it's like to what let's see what kinds of strokes you like in your G spot. Let me feel that area. And I like to call it G area. I know Sherry doesn't even like to call it G. She was pretty clear on that, yes. Yeah, I've heard her say that before. I, I kind of agree with her, but I call it a G area. Okay. Just so you get a sense of what I'm talking about, right. you know? Because it's not a spot. It's a whole sponge up inside. And by the way, there's it's the urethral sponge has a twin sister called the perineal sponge that's between the rectum and the vaginal canal. And there's that whole sponge that can be played with too, which is why so many women love anal pleasuring of all kinds. It doesn't even have to be penetrative. It can be a finger. It can be gotten to from the inside of the vagina. Uh, and so really just like rocking around the clock in there, you know, like playing on all sides of the cave, you know, it's a ping pong match up in there with your fingers, your tongue, whatever, just doing those kinds of things are what I think a couple could do tonight that would probably really improve the level of pleasure and connection and joy that they get sexually. And it's mutual. Even if one's just playing with the other, it's the, the pleasure is in the giving as well as the receiving. Absolutely. Like last night, I just gave you an erotic massage. We didn't fuck or anything and it just put you to sleep. Yep. You know, we had a rough day of work yesterday and it was just about a massage, calming Carol down, getting all the blood in the right places and we just went to bed. We had great sex this morning when we woke up. It's not about, like you were saying, that penetration, putting a cock in a pussy. It's about that whole experience and being present for your partner. I love your Instagram. I love your um, throws of passion. Our pleasure blanket. blanket. Yeah. It's really doing a great job with everything. Thank, Thank you, you so much having me. You're, you're really just a super sweet couple. Thanks for the energy that it takes to do a show. It's a lot of work. So kudos to the two of you for really helping 
provide sexual leadership for other sexual seekers. I love and appreciate you both. Thank you. Thank we you love so you much. Also. We couldn't we couldn't do it without our great guests, all the sexperts that we have on. Thank you for your time. I mean, we could probably go on for another hour or two with you, but we'll have to invite you back another time. You know, the discussion the discussions we had today were so insightful and super educational about appreciating the differences in men's and women's sex drives, their wants, their needs and, you know, everything else sexy. You know, your stories, your advice were were absolutely fantastic. Take a minute now to tell everybody how to reach out to you and how they can buy some of your amazing videos. And th- I think the best thing that you could do is just come to my main website, which is personallifemedia.com. Uh, that's a good way to find me. Another way to find me, if you like videos, I do a lot of YouTube videos on all kinds of sex advice. And that's on YouTube. I'm Better Lover. Susan Bratton is my name, Better Lover. Uh, so either of those, really what I do is I email advice five days a week. So if you like sex advice, if you like sex techniques, if you like bedroom communication skills, uh, get on my mailing list because that's where you'll learn about all my different programs and techniques. Absolutely fantastic. So, you know, we're learning more and more every week with all our fantastic sex expert guests, and we hope you do too. And remember, great sex matters. And you deserve it. And we encourage every couple to make a point of learning more about sex and sexuality and all the different ways to spice up your sex life. You can go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, the radio show page, and see all our amazing sex experts. Look them up and contact them if you need more advice. Well, that's it for our show today. A big thank you to our special guest, Susan Bratton from personallifemedia.com, and especially to you for listening. Remember to sign up on sdc.com for one month free using promo code 30314. And boy, do we have some great events and trips coming up. First, you can meet us at Oasis Aqua Lounge in Toronto, January 4th to 6th, where we'll be broadcasting on location and doing our Great Sex Matters workshop. Also in Toronto on January 6th, we'll be at Good For Her doing our Naughty Newbies workshop about all about Swinging 101. And then we're off to Hedo Kama Sutra Week at Hedonism 2, January 20th to 27th, 2018. Then in March, we'll be back to Hedo to Hedonism 2 with Tom Strips for the Miss No Swimsuit Contest, uh, March 3 till 10, 2018. And we just booked the SDC's erotic escapade going to Crete in Greece from April 28th to May 3rd. What a trip that's going to be. And in July, we'll be with SDC again at Cap Dag, the Naked City, from July 2 to 10. If you're looking for a once-in-a-lifetime experience, then join us on this trip. But book now because space is limited and it's selling out fast. And of course, as reigning queen and king, we'll be getting naughty at Naughty in Orleans July 25th to 30th. So book quick because that also sells out real fast. For more information about these trips or anything else, you can visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com, or send us an email at ask at carolyndavid.com. Join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, where we'll be broadcasting live from the Caribbean Dreams cruise ship. We are Carol and David, reminding you to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. 